We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So after a more than two-year-long process, the Ravens made it abundantly clear how they feel about Lamar Jackson when it was all said and done this offseason, Sarah. Yeah, simply put, they show just how much they love him, and they sent that message in a variety of ways. That sentiment has been echoed nationally ever since, and we'll tell you who's saying what just ahead. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host Sarah Ellison. It is Tuesday, May 2nd. And this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. Well, the Ravens officially declined the fifth-year option for Patrick Queen. What does it mean for the inside linebacker's future in Baltimore? Plus, it's time for our first Ravens rookie profile, and you know we got to start with the headliner, Zay Flowers. We're digging into his game and what people are saying about his game in topic three. We have all of that and more coming up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, after a long and complicated offseason, we really haven't had much time to discuss this in a Morning Vault, but it really took more than two years altogether, so we had to come back to it. The Ravens ultimately showed Lamar Jackson just how much they really do love him in the end, culminating with last week's extension. Yeah, and Sarah, that love that you speak of, it's garnering a boatload of national attention. Here's ESPN's Mina Kimes. How many times do we complain about this passing offense over the last yeah. few years? Not just the weapons, but the offense, the scheme being limited. And what did the Ravens yeah. do? You talked about the players that they added. They also go out, they change their offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. Hopefully that should improve the passing attack. But you got to think... Lamar Jackson maybe wasn't in lockstep with the organization on all of this, but the fact that they were willing to go into this offseason and for the first time make all of these changes to actually improve Lamar's circumstances, to not say you have to be Superman and put this team on your back every time we get to the postseason, a lot of drops in those games, Stephen A., I think that's huge for the organization in right. terms of building goodwill and showing Lamar Jackson we are committed to you as the quarterback of this franchise for the long term. We are not going to ask you to carry this team on your legs over and over. I love 
the additions. I love the Zay Flowers draft pick. I think he's such a great compliment to OBJ and Rashad Bateman because of his speed and separation ability. And I, for one, am extremely excited to watch this Ravens offense for the first time in a while. I think they'll be very competitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Competitive, well-balanced, multi-dimensional, and in attack mode. At least that's what I'm hoping, knowing Todd Munkin's track record as a play caller, Sarah. And Bobby, even more than that, it really has been an offseason full of tweaking and revamping all the stuff. It's rejuvenating. Everything's been going on. So just to kind of look at some of the most notable things over the last several months here in Baltimore. On January 19th, it's probably the biggest move to start this whole thing off. The Ravens parted ways with Greg Roman. And then on February 14th, on Valentine's Day, they hired new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. And a little bit more than a week later, they parted ways with strength and conditioning coach Steve Saunders. And you know that big one. On April 9th, they signed wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., all culminating to the 27th of April, the Thursday of the draft. They agreed to a five-year deal with Lamar Jackson that was worth $260 million, $52 million a year, the most ever in NFL history. And then finally, from that extension, on through the weekend, the Ravens drafted a six-man class, including the headliner, wide receiver Zay Flowers. In other words, they've been busy. And this front office, led by Eric DaCosta, has backed up the big game that it spoke during the end-of-season press conference, right? Like, most notably, of course, completely rebuilding and retooling the wide receiver room. And, you know, we shouldn't forget about a couple other moves that may have fallen under the radar, too, while we're at it here. T. Martin will now work closely with Lamar as his official quarterbacks coach. Greg Lewis was brought in from Kansas City to serve as wide receivers coach. And then they also added Nelson Aguilar into the mix for some depth. So that's just a name of a few of the moves that probably haven't gotten a ton of the attention, but should. Yeah, it really has been a full revamping. That's what happens when you get a new offense with a new offensive coordinator. Then obviously so many new faces in that wide receiver room. But Bobby, here's the thing. Adam Schefter, he reaffirmed something that we had already previously thought on Monday. And that's related to the role OBJ signing played in locking in Lamar. Yeah, so Schefter was asked point blank by Max Kellerman if OBJ's deal ultimately helped get Lamar's across the finish line, and he had this to say in response. Definitely. I think to think that Odell's presence in Baltimore was a non-factor would be a mistake. Now, Lamar Jackson, still the biggest factor here was getting the opportunity he wanted, getting the deal he wanted, and the deal in the end is $52 million a year with $185 million in guaranteed money. That means a whole lot more than Odell Beckham Jr. But bringing him in, making that job and that situation that much more attractive, I think they believe it certainly helped that situation. It didn't hurt, that's for sure, Max. So Sarah, if Shefty's spot on here, which makes a whole lot of sense to both of us, the idea of Baltimore being willing to overpay OBJ, albeit just a one-year deal, is totally worth it in the long run, knowing what it more than likely meant to Lamar. So, look, is is there now added pressure on Lamar's plate as the NFL's highest paid in terms of average annual value player? Yeah, absolutely. But finally, there's no longer this black cloud hanging over the organization and fan base. And you watch. I'm on record for saying this. I'll say it again. Assuming number eight is able to do what he's done consistently throughout his entire regular season career, 
and that's just flat out win a ton of games. I think folks are going to choose to have short memories about everything that transpired this offseason as long as the W's are coming in that side of the column. Still to come here on the vault, Baltimore decided against using Patrick Queen's fifth-year option, but Roquan Smith, yeah, he's still planning on balling out with him this season and made a bold statement about their potential together. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Sarah, this one didn't come as a surprise whatsoever. The Ravens declined the fifth-year option of inside linebacker Patrick Queen on Monday. That's according to Ian Rappaport from NFL Network and, of course, the ever-reliable Jeff Cerebic of The Athletic here locally in Baltimore. Has PQ had any kind of reaction to this since? Yeah, not yet, Bobby. Not that we've seen. He did retweet Rappaport breaking the news, and then he liked a couple replies. Queen hit that like button on one tweet that argued that he was playing well before Roquan Smith arrived. It was a little argument between a couple of fans. And then PQ also liked another tweet that read, quote, he is one of three players with at least 300 tackles, 10 sacks, and three interceptions since 2020. The others were Smith and Bobby Wagner. And then the fan went on to say, dang, you got to do a lot in the NFL to get a bag, SMH. So as we spoke about, you know, at length in our various live streams over the weekend, the Ravens used their third round pick this year on another inside linebacker in Clemson's Trenton Simpson. And after that selection was announced, we know that PQ got on Twitter and simply tweeted, sheesh. That was it. It was a cryptic message. But, I mean, it didn't exactly scream like, welcome to Baltimore, Trenton, you know, <laughs> like that's his new teammate. So anyway, do you think that that draft pick alone has anything to do whatsoever with the Ravens' decision to decline his option? Or is this a bigger thing? I mean, I suppose it could be some sort of small factor Trenton might be, but I really don't think it had any sort of major impact because Bobby, based on the signals Eric DaCosta was giving off before that pick, it already seemed like an inevitable move. DaCosta was asked multiple times if he was going to pick up the option last month, and he declined to comment each and every single time. And obviously, Bobby, the biggest signal of all was when EDC traded a second-round pick for Roquan Smith and then made him the highest-paid inside linebacker in the NFL, paying him $20 million per season. 
Now, the cap hit for Roquan Smith in 2024 is scheduled to be $13.5 million. And Queen's fifth-year option, well, it would have been $12.7 million. There is no way the Ravens were going to pay $30 million at one position, especially when they're already paying Lamar Jackson, Ronnie Stanley, Mark Andrews, and Marlon Humphrey. You just can't give that much money to one position like that. So it's pretty much abundantly clear that Queen will likely not be a Raven come 2024 when you start to read the tea leaves. But I think what a lot of folks are wondering is what about this upcoming season, like this fall? We know that PQ scrubbed his social media account of all things Ravens. Roquan isn't going anywhere. He is a defensive cornerstone piece. Simpson was drafted to be the future, you would think, next to Roquan. They have Malik Harrison. They have Delshawn Phillips. They have Christian Welch and the undrafted guy in Josh Ross, who I'm really high on. So, again, the question continues to be, could Queen be traded before the start of the season? Yeah, that is the question that everyone is asking. Bobby, as you know, it's also the question you and I debated pretty intensely over the weekend. Uh, we don't need to revisit all of that, but it seems that there are some in a hurry to trade him away. But Bobby, as you know, don't count me in that group because first off, I believe the Ravens are in a win-now mode and the Queen-Roquan duo is a legit strength on this Ravens roster. The Ravens like what Queen provides while he's still on a cheaper rookie deal. Here's EDC from just this last weekend. We love Patrick. I love Patrick. Patrick is, in my mind, uh, one of the better will linebackers in the league. He's smart. He works his butt off. He's got a bright future. I think he's a Pro Bowl linebacker uh, in the making. And so, uh, you know, uh, in Trenton, we get a guy that was Honestly, I mean, the very best player available at the time. That's our philosophy. That's how we build our team. Uh, the fact that he's an outstanding special teams player factored in because that's, you know, that, that, that transcends positional defensive football. That guy's going to be on the field for us, helping us win games, and that's a huge thing for us. We love his mentality. We love his background, his family, and it was an easy pick for us to make. And I agree with Eric. If Queen plays as well as he did last year next to Roquan, he'll be a serious contender for the Pro Bowl. And that will mean big things for him in a contract year. He'd be in line to get a huge, huge payday come March, which in turn would mean a potential third round compensatory pick for the Ravens. So unless another team comes knocking on the door with at least second round value, or unless EDC could use Queen as bait in a trade for, I don't know, like a blue chip cornerback, I think Patrick Queen playing at M&T Bank in 2023 brings the most value to both the Ravens and to PQ. He'll be in the perfect defense with the perfect partner in Roquan to audition for a big bag. And since the Ravens, as I said, are in a win-now mode, there's plenty of value in keeping him this year. And Bobby, you know this. Roquan Smith is excited to play with Queen for another year. And you know that. We both know that because Roquan told us both that on Thursday here on the show. Oh, man, I love playing uh, beside PQ. Uh, and I think he's a, he's a great player before I got to Baltimore. And I think he's going to – he's just continuing to get better. And he's so young and still – 
really like I feel like he's just getting over the hump and about to probably come into his own this upcoming season because the type of ball that he was playing at the end of the season last year I'm like wow I was shocked he wasn't like uh pro bowl but I know how that stuff goes at times and uh at least uh some form of all pro but you know I told him that's what that's what he got to grind harder for this year because I've been in that position as well and I'm just excited to uh, go to war with him and he's been you know telling me that he's you know busting his tail uh each and every day getting ready for the season so I'm excited to line up against him because I think me and him healthy, there's no two better linebackers in the inside. I mean, in the league, and I put my name on that. All right, Bobby. Well, as the entire world knows by now, Eric DaCosta used another first round pick on a wide receiver, and he did it with Boston College star. Zay Flowers, 22nd overall in last week's NFL draft. Yeah, and it marked the third first rounder at the wide receiver position who's been taken since EDC took over for Ozzie Newsome five years ago. So the other two obviously were Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman. And in Zay's case, I think it's fair to say he had a little bit of an advantage going into this thing because QB1 here in Baltimore, or at least in South Florida during the offseason, yeah, he was advocating for him hard. I went down uh, to visit with Lamar back in January, and we talked about the college receivers. And one thing about Lamar, if you're from South Florida, he's going to know <laughs> he you. Knows who you are. And he gave me a list. He gave me a full breakdown of every receiver in the draft from South Florida. And, uh, you know, he's got strong opinions on all these guys, too. You know, um, he's very loyal. To, to the players from that part of the country. And so he had, you know, a lot of uh, opinions on Zane. He was very, very excited that we got him last night. I'm not from Florida, but I can tell that those South Florida ties run deep. And there's been no shortage of talent coming out of that area of the country whatsoever. And Bobby, I think it's safe to say that there's a slew of teams that would have been thrilled to draft Zay on night one. And being that he's worked out with Patrick Mahomes in the past, you can probably add Kansas City to that list. Check this out. Tight end Travis Kelsey. He had some things to say about Zay prior to the draft. Yeah, no, I can tell you just by watching him, he can help us out right now. Ooh. <laughs> he is a he is a wow. unbelievable route runner. And you can really see his athleticism and his love for the game and just how he runs routes. He was uh he wasn't it, it's not like this is that was a tryout or anything like that he was just down there getting work in like uh like the rest of us and um you could see how he was finishing some of the plays how he was just uh enjoying playing catch with uh pat Mahomes or a few nfl quarterbacks man and it was um it was fun to see man he's a great guy too yeah okay like the chiefs need any more playmakers at mahomes disposal they're already a dynasty as it is but Sarah, you can add ESPN's Lewis Riddick to the list of NFL people who are all in on Zay and the decision Baltimore made to use another first-round draft capital pick on him. The smartest decision made in this draft was by the Baltimore Ravens when they decided to select Zay Flowers, 22nd overall in the first round, to help Lamar Jackson as he continues to develop as a quarterback for their franchise. I think there's no question that when you combine him with Mark Andrews, their tight end, with Odell Beckham Jr., with Rashad Bateman, that this team will look much different in the 2023 season, headed by Todd Monken, their new offensive coordinator, who comes over from the University of Georgia. This evolution is going to be so 
something that allows them to really challenge the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC for supremacy and ultimately representation in the Super Bowl. So some high, high praise there from Riddick and deservingly so. Flowers measurements at 5'9", 182 pounds, don't necessarily jump off the page at you, but his average of 42.9 yards after the catch last season alone, Sarah, that certainly does. And as you pointed out on Twitter, all Ravens wide receivers combined averaged 32.4 yards after the catch per game last year. So need I say more? I don't think so. Baltimore is getting an explosive playmaker and a guy who plays much, much bigger than he physically appears. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with the Ravens announcing that rookie minicamp is already here. It'll begin this weekend. John Harbaugh and select rookies will speak with the press on Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Of course, we will cover it here. Also, it turns out that the New York Giants try to trade up in the draft to select, of course, Zay Flowers. And that's according to Giants beat reporter for The Athletic, Dan Duggan. Now, after four receivers in a row were selected, that forced New York to change direction and select Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks instead of Zay or another wide receiver. And GM Joe Shane, well, this is what he had to say after the first round. Quote, the way it went down and the way the board fell, we were getting depleted. Close quote. Come on, Shane. Way to make... Banks feel welcome, jeez. And elsewhere, ESPN's Mel Kuyper gave the Ravens a B-plus grade for their draft class, though the Baltimore native admitted he didn't want to be a homer, so he opted not to give an A. But NFL Network's Chad Reuter wasn't afraid of any such accusations, and so he gave Baltimore a straight-up A. In other news, a year after pulling out of a deal with Baltimore, Zadarius Smith is now on the trading block, and the Vikings are willing to listen to offers for the outside linebacker. That is according to NFL reporter Albert Breer. And finally, in support of mental health awareness, Lamar Jackson posted the following clip. Um, ways I practice mental health is just speaking to God, trying to build a better relationship with him. Um, try not to let little obstacles or distractions, negativity, um, get, in my, get in my face, get in my direction. Uh, I feel like God going to help us prosper no matter what, you know, because he's the key. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. As you know by now, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, You'll give us a chance to keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. Yeah, and a special shout out to two of our new patrons, Big Fesh 927 and Bryson Herb. We appreciate you guys and your support. And uh, we'd love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today, but we will be back on Wednesday with the Ravens news you need to know.